The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning. This is Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon, and always good to have you visiting with us uh, on the Sunday morning and, of course, on our podcast page as well. So we're, we're glad you're joining us. And, of course, brought to you by our friends at FNM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard right here in Hendersonville. I wanted to kick off the show. We got a, a special guest and somebody that I have admired for years. Probably, I mean, you probably started in this when you were like 15 or I don't know. A long time ago. <laughs> but I want to introduce Charlotte Ritchie. Now, Charlotte is a vocalist, an entertainer. She has the most incredible voice and it's just amazing. You got to look her up. You check out her website at charlotteritchie.com and she's got some uh, samples up there for you. But I don't think there's a song you can do bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm just I'm honored to have you here and thank you, thank you for uh, taking the time to come in I know how busy you are and we'll get to your uh, activities coming up here but tell everybody a little bit about yourself well thank you for having me first of all um, and um, just thrilled to be here and um, I have been singing for a long time you mentioned that I started singing <laughs> when I was um, 14 um, I just started I was close. Singing. Yeah, we were. You were. Um, I'm, I was 14, and I'm from a, a small town in Maryland originally, just a, a tiny little town. Um, and I started singing when I was 14 with just uh, a friend of mine from, from school um, locally. And then when I was 17, I moved to Georgia to sing with a group called the Neelands. And they I've heard were, of them. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they were a, a, a nationally touring group. And um, so at 17 years old, my parents let me move to Georgia, which is insane. I can't imagine that, um, being a parent myself now. But they let me move to Georgia to sing. And so I, I traveled with the Neelands for a while and then um, been singing ever since. Um, my whole wow. adult life, I have traveled the world and, and been singing. And um, so it's, it's been great. Um, I got married when I was 21 to a drummer. Uh oh, um, wait a minute, hold on. I know, I know. The drummer. <laughs> Those drummer guys, you know. <laughs> kind of wooing all the all the females. I know, I know. He's he's super cute. But he um he was playing drums for a group called Jeff and Sherry Easter, who are kind of a country gospel bluegrass oh, yeah. group. Legendary people, yeah. man. Yeah. And um, they are—they were just great, but they—they they were a kind of a duo, and then they had a, a third part, mm-hmm. which I ended up going and singing with them for for about twelve years, which was great. And some um, incredible music came out of that period yeah. of time. It really did. I mean, your your vocal blend was just. I, it was like it was meant to be. Yeah, we had a really, really great sound because Sherry has this really cool, raspy sound to her voice, mm-hmm. and um, and my voice is the opposite of that. And so we just kind of had this really great sound together. And that and then was, Jeff is totally on the country, way countryside. You would never yes. think that that would, but the harmonies are just amazing. Yeah, love it. it. So <laughs> much fun, so much fun. We toured together. I was there for twelve years with them. 
Um, of course, my husband was their drummer. And um, and then in 2010, we moved here to Sumner County. It had been our dream to move here for a long, long time. Um, my brother lives here. And oh, good. So we, had, yeah. we had wanted to move closer to family, and we've been here since then. And um, I've been a solo artist primarily, but then I've toured with some other artists and some other tours and doing background vocals as well around town. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you definitely can handle that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. But you, you, you got involved, I guess, with the, the Gaither Homecoming series a while ago because yeah. I've seen you. And we mentioned earlier, I think I've seen every hairstyle and every <laughs> outfit that, that you've done over the years. And it's just amazing how you can transform like that. <laughs> I've put a, I've, I, there's a variety, too. There's, yeah. there's definitely a lot, a lot to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I think it's amazing. Whenever you sing, you're always smiling. You know what? I have a lot to smile about. Exactly. I well, really, really yes, do. Yes, you do. I do. Um, I, and it's not that I, I don't there's been a lot of a lot of hardship and difficulty in my life but honestly um i am a very blessed person because god has been very good to me and mm. through the difficulties and through the trials and through the hardships i still realize that i'm right. very blessed so i have a lot to smile yeah about. well you got you got two youngins yes which well i guess they're not little much anymore right um, in my mind <laughs> they are in my mind they will always be my little ones but no they're not my oldest is almost 19 and he is, I don't know, almost six foot four. I try, I don't like to admit that. Um, I, I say I quit counting once he got to six foot, but, um, but yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's just a great kid. Now, and, uh, did, did both of them go to station camp? Landon did. Okay. He graduated May of 2021. And then Jaina, my youngest, she's 13. She's at station camp middle. Okay. Yep. She's, She's an eighth grader there. Yeah. So is she going to switch over to Liberty? Are you in that zone yet? No, she. I think she will get to stay at, at Station Camp High. Okay. I think. I don't. I don't really know. I haven't looked at the new zoning situation. Yeah, so. it's. I think anything um, on the other side of Long Hollow. Okay. And Creekside at Station Camp, a little carve out right there. All that's yes. going to Liberty. Yes. Anything below Lower Station Camp looks like it's all staying at station okay, camp. Okay, so we'll stay at station camp. Okay, yeah, so, so you don't have to change. You don't have to change, okay. <laughs> I, that all gets so confusing it to does. me. I, I don't know why, because it looks like it would be pretty straightforward, but mm -hmm. when I look at the little maps and stuff, yeah. I don't know. I, I, well, I guess because, you know, the the influx of kids in this zone is yeah. tremendous. Yes. And I mean, Dr. Dell has really thought this out and this has been years in the making. And I've said this many times on the show, they do such a great job at Sumner County Schools, but that the way they've you know structured this and done the numbers with uh -huh. the people moving in and the different uh, areas, uh, subdivisions opening up and the uh -huh. amount of people that are moving here, uh -huh. they, they've kind of forecasted a lot of this and they have to you know move the kids so they're not over overcrowded in some schools. So I guess, guess it's a good move, not so much for the parents a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> But I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want that job. No. I, I would not, for a lot of reasons. So I kudos to those who are, who are in this position. <clears throat> yeah, Kathleen keeps saying, oh, they're looking for bus drivers. You should go drive a bus. I go, uh-uh, I'm, no, no, no. I'm out. I'm <laughs> out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the way they've been going here lately, uh, you're... The buses are never running if it you know, know. gets a little it's twinkling in the sky. You forget it. We're I not know. going. <laughs> My, of course, I I I'm, I love it. I'm of course because I said I you know I was originally from Maryland. Yeah. So anytime we get a flurry, I'm I'm like yes, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> so you 
when did you actually uh i guess did you get involved with uh, with gaither uh-huh. with through jeff and sherry or prior at the neelands uh with the neelands okay um was my was my <clears throat> initial introduction to the gaithers and and the videos because rex neeland is the one that hired me and he was a part of some of the very first videos so i've, I've been a part of the gaither videos from very right. early on, yeah. which has been really great. Um, and then I've been a part of the concerts and the tour from a very early point as well, mm-hmm. um, which has been really great and really interesting to see just th- how it's all come full circle, honestly. I mean, it, it, I've watched it go from this the early stages mm-hmm. to just these huge yeah. arena days of singing to, to 15 and 20,000 plus yeah. to you know, now we're back in... You know theaters and churches and it's just in every single situation has its own special element yeah um it, it's really been cool to see well i guess that you know bill gaither likes to go big so if he if he does it you know the way he does his marketing it's you know full out it is and he more than anything bill likes for it to be a great event he likes for it to, the quality to be great he loves for the people who buy tickets mm-hmm. to have a great experience whether it's 500 people or 50,000 he he is going to walk out on that stage and give you the very best that he can because he respects the fact that the people who bought tickets paid their very hard-earned right. money to be there well i guess when uh, he and mark lowry used to go back and forth i mean it was <laughs> hilarious and I, uh-huh. I and i think it's it mark has that personality to do it and yes. you know he would just wear bill out and <laughs> and I, it was a great act and i know they they did that but it's so entertaining to yeah. to watch that and watch how bill handles it <laughs> yes yes and i guess mark comes in every now and then he'll he'll pop into the, yes. the shows yes absolutely um in fact he was out on the christmas tour with us he, he he does and bill will bring the guys in and out you know every mm-hmm. once in a while just because it's fun like they did a, a vocal band reunion back in the fall where he had, it was just the prior members of the vocal band, which was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But then on different tour dates, he'll have, like there's a big event in May in Gatlinburg where he'll have, I know Michael will be there and Mark will be there. David might be there. Yeah, so David Phelps, I mean, he was yes. part of the, the group there for a while. And he's, yes. he's doing his own thing and doing yes. his uh, his barn shows and stuff, which mm-hmm. I wanted to make it down there, but I, I still got to figure out where that city is. I've got it to look is it a up. little blip, Holyoke, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. It is a teeny tiny little blip on the map. If you blink, you'll miss it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, he has on their property, they have a barn that they've turned into a venue. It's great. They yeah, do, it really uh, is. Labor Day. They do a couple of days events, and then at Christmas time they have two or three days worth. Well, and I have to say that I, I consider David Phelps one of the greatest vocalists yeah. that has ever lived. Yes, and I, I don't think there's I can't think of one yeah. that can hold a candle to, to David. I mean, there's just you, you can't match him. But the fact that you, I mean, you do a lot with him, yes. and your voices blend so incredible. Thank you. I mean, I just I can't, I have to watch him over and over again. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how great it is. And whenever, you know, I see one of the videos come up, I usually, I look for you and the, there you are. <laughs> and you're smiling. <laughs> yeah, I um, I travel with David for about six years. And we still, we'll do a couple of things together every once in a while. He is like a brother to me. And he, um, he's just, a, he and his family are very, very special. We're very close. But I agree with you 100%. He is one of the greatest vocalists to ever, ever sing a note. I, I do not know how he hits those because, you know, you go on YouTube, you can see where they're they're comparing the, the high notes, who can hit that. Then yeah. There's nobody can match that. Yeah, yeah. I don't see it. He's got to do something with his voice because to sing that hard and keep it going is tremendous. Yeah. yeah. 
He really is. He really is amazing, and he's he's. He's very gifted, but he really has worked hard to to take care of his voice. Well, he studied studied classically, yes, and you know just kind of developed his uh, his style mm-hmm. and the the songs that he has come out with into the beginning and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. It's mm-hmm. it, it's just when you want that power ending, yeah, bring yeah, in Phelps is, because none better. It gives you chills. Yes, you know the anthems, uh, mm-hmm. those big songs. That's where where he he really rules because when you get that ending, people are standing up. Yep. Absolutely. I bet you it happens every time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Now you have several songs, and what what's your your latest project? My latest project if, uh, record is called "Praises from a Grateful Heart," okay. and I've done a, a a couple of things when COVID happened. That that year, I was supposed to record, and that didn't happen. So I did a little single called sparrows and lilies that was just put out and that's on your website people can get that there it should be yeah. yes yeah. if my webmaster has <laughs> has gotten my request <laughs> um yes um it's called sparrows and lilies it's definitely on apple music for sure okay but it should be on my website as well but praises from a grateful heart is my my most recent project and it came about because i had done on a previous project i had done a song called Revelation Song. Mm-hmm. I saw that everywhere. I mean, it was it mentioned got, yeah, a lot of notice. Yes, it got a great reception. It, it ha- I don't even know how many views it has on YouTube. It's a lot. And so people kept saying, you need to do a worship record. You need to do a worship record, which I have I have my, my opinion on worship music, which I will keep to myself. <laughs> <laughs> because my opinion on worship music as a thing it may be a lot different from mm-hmm. what other people may have. And so when people kept saying that, I, it got me to thinking, okay, if I was going to do a record that kind of had that idea or theme, what what would that look like um, because of the way I think and, and, and my opinions on that specific topic? Mm-hmm. And so Praises from a Grateful Heart is, is sort of representation of that. And so it's, it's, it's sort of me tipping my hat to that idea of where my heart is when it comes to worship. Right. Ideas and songs that for me mm-hmm. are, are that. So when we come back, we'll take a break right now, mm-hmm. but uh, I've got some snippets here on your website that sure. maybe we can play, you know, just a little bit of each one of them, just give them a little tease. Yeah. yeah. So that might be cool. So let's take this break and we'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon, and we have been talking with Charlotte Ritchie, a Hendersonvilleite or Hendersonvillian <laughs> right here. And, and Charlotte is an incredible uh, vocalist, has worked with uh, some icons of all time, and now you're with Jeff Shannon. So that has to be the top of your list. I mean, <laughs> um, you know, Jeff and Sherry Easter, the Neelands, uh, the Gaithers. I mean, the list goes on and on, and it, it's so incredibly honored to have you Thank sitting you. in front of me because I've I followed you for years. You had some uh, some music coming out. We talked earlier on the other side about uh, some of the projects you have, and mm-hmm. you have this. Uh, I guess what's the praises from the heart? Praises from a grateful heart. Yes, that's great. Yeah. So tell us how that came about. I had been asked because of a previous recording I had done that had a song called Revelation Song 
on it that had received um, a lot of success to do a worship record. And so this is kind of my interpretation of what, uh, it's is Charlotte Ritchie's version of mm-hmm. a worship record. But these are some songs that I just felt in my heart represented a worship record. This, yeah. is, this is what I felt in my heart, what I wanted to say. Yeah, these are the songs that I came up with. And I, I feel like it's a it's a representation of where I was at the time. Okay. Kind of where my heart was. So I guess, can, is this on a, on a download or you have yes, CDs? Yes, or, it's, it's yeah. on a download. Okay. Uh-huh. You can, Apple Music, Spotify, okay. yeah, all of the... All the, right. So why don't we just run down a few of the tracks, just some snippets, uh, just to tease you guys yeah. out there. And uh, so let's take a, a quick listen here to Charlotte Ritchie. Once in darkness, now in light Once blind, now you see Once a sinner, now a saint Once bound, now free Chains fall That's the 
folks, there's a little bit of Charlotte Ritchie just kind of giving you a, a little taste of some of her music. And it, it just goes on and on. I mean, it, it, there's nothing bad. It's, I mean, every track is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. That's so sweet. Well, and, and, you, and you have so many more. I mean, there's the things that you've done. It's just like every song you do. I love it. Thank you. Thank <laughs> so you. That's, that's good. Now, do you have something you're working on right now? I am. I have some things in my mind. Cooking. <laughs> um, I'm actually in nursing school at the moment. I wanted to talk about that. Yes. Okay. So because of nursing school, I have. I'm not able to actively record just because I'm in an accelerated nursing program. Mm-hmm. But I have things in my mind, and, and I've got some some things cooking as far as that goes. And then when I graduate, then yes, we will be recording. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're doing great. You just made the president's list right here at Union. Yes. My good buddy, Dr. Renee Dower, is yes. uh, you know incredible. They got a great program over there, and, and uh, so it's kudos to that. Yes. Did yes. you get a new car because of that? Oh no, I wish. No. I wish. <laughs> That's coming down the line. Down so, the line. So I guess nursing, I mean, has to be a, a calling. That had to have been something that just was on your heart that, you had to, that made you want to do that. I feel like that, like it is, yes. Um, from the time I was a little girl, I always wanted to be a nurse. In fact, I never wanted to be a singer because I'm super shy. In fact, when I was a little girl, I prayed and prayed and prayed that God would make me invisible. Oh, no. Because, seriously, because when, when people would like speak to me or, or you know make a fuss over me or whatever in the store when I was a little girl, when I was with my mom or something, it would horrify me. And I would just cry. And I remember I would just get so upset because I it would just embarrass me and all those things. And I would just pray, God, please make me where people can't see me. And instead, God, <laughs> and, his, stage. <laughs> God and his wonderful sense of humor decides to put me on stage in front of all all these people. So I don't really know about that, but but I've always, 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 as long as I can remember, had this desire to be a nurse. And so when God put me on the path of music, which he totally did when, you know, when I was 14 years old, the desire to be a nurse never went away. And so I always thought one day when this music thing kind of, you know, gets out of my system or whatever, I'll go to school. Well, I wake up and I'm 40 years old and I'm still doing music. And so I had a friend one day she looked at me and she said, Charlotte, either go to school or stop talking about it. Okay. And I was like, okay, challenge issued. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> so I did. And yeah. I thought, I don't even know if I remember how to how to study or anything. You know, so I enrolled at Vol State mm-hmm. and I, I took one class because I thought this will be the test. We'll see if I can do this or not. <laughs> and so I did. And one class turned into the next class, into the next class. And then uh, last year, I enrolled in the accelerated BSN program at Union. Wow. And I graduate in May. Look at you. With my <laughs> BSN RN. And so I, I'm just I'm just excited. I'm excited at the opportunities that God has for me because I know without a shadow of a doubt, this is what I'm meant to do. Sure. And it's not because so, so many people have said, oh, you're going to stop singing. or And I'm no, no, it's not to replace music. It's to go along with music because sure. I feel like they, they go hand in hand. I feel like it, medicine is like a second calling on my life. Well, you have music as a medicine. Yeah. Now you have medicine as a medicine. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Truly. Wow. Absolutely. Now, are you working? Do they have you working at a, at a clinic or the hospital? Or? I'm actually working at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital in the emergency department as wow. a care partner right now. And um, so, yes. That, I guess that's the one thing that would get to me when you see little little children, you know, suffering and in pain. And yeah, it'd be rough. My husband says the same thing, but I, I see it differently. I see it as a, I, I have always known I was going to work in pediatrics. 
and I just know I know I'm meant to help children and so I don't know I just I just know that's where I'm supposed to be yeah so well some great yeah. things can can happen out of that and yeah. you know it'll keep you out of trouble yeah <laughs> I suppose <laughs> <laughs> so in and I guess in in nursing I don't know how many hairstyles you can do there but oh, uh, you can you just wait. try it look out you just wait look out <laughs> Just look out. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And you know what? Your birthday is the same month as mine. Oh. So our, let's see. You're, are you you're, are you on the cancer side? I'm on the cancer uh, side. That's me. Yes. We, we've got it. I'm yes. on the 28th. I'm 23rd. We are. Well, look at that. <laughs> of course, this I'm is... way before you. But <laughs> Oh, boy. Because I'm old. Oh, I'm old, a lot older than you might think. <laughs> I am. I Yes. At 28. Come I've on. All, I've, so. got all the po- I've got all the potions and <laughs> serums and all. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, none of those uh, work on me. <laughs> Kath- Kathleen's always trying to say, you you have to wash your face. I, well, I, I do with water. I mean, you just right, throw it right. in there, but it's not working. <laughs> so I got all these, you know, the, the great skincare folks here in the chamber. And I said, well, yeah. can you just give me a new face? I mean, right, just right, laser right. this off and put a new one on. But, uh, that's not going to happen. But no. Now, after the, the school, when you graduate, yes. how does that schedule going to work? Do you, you just tell them how often you want to work and you can work part-time or full-time? How is that going to... There are a lot of options. Yeah. There's okay. a lot of, there are a lot of options for, for nursing. Most nursing schedules are, you know, you work three twelves a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's three days. Okay. So there are a lot of options to, to me. So um, I, it's definitely feasible to do music and and be a full-time nurse if i yeah, wanted to be yeah. so definitely well that's, i mean it's going to come in handy when you're on the road i mean you're out traveling to these crazy places and you're going to be right there on the on the zone in case somebody needs you yeah look at that yeah. you can, you, hey you can have your little doctor bag little back, <laughs> with all your supplies in it. <laughs> i don't know if that's going to happen but <laughs> i don't know i don't even know i have no idea who knows now, now they go i know cpr <laughs> but, i'll be ready if yeah, i need it well, there good. you go yeah, and there you they, go. they're going to be <laughs> calling on you yes yes so in the near future so let's say we're coming out of all this coldness we're going through right now yeah and is greg is he is he touring a little bit more at this point yeah um the gaithers are back touring pretty much full time you know obviously you know everybody's kind of in a mode of see what's going on you know as far as with with, when it comes to covid I, i think we've got a system figured out you know with with the virus and all of that but um Let's hope. but yeah yeah i know i know oh my goodness but they um they're back to what's considered a full-time touring schedule that's good um yeah, yeah so it's a good thing that that was really difficult for people in the music industry and, it, and it other totally, industries as yeah. well it was very challenging well and i think it created a a kind of a new venue as most people mm-hmm. went to you know video and the zooms and putting their music out there mm-hmm. uh with that and a lot of people have done quite well with that yeah i mean doing their their video zooms and mm-hmm. you know taking calls i know uh steve warner was was doing a lot of a lot of those and as mm-hmm. well as a lot of the other artists so yeah. it's a lot of fun yeah keep you engaged definitely <laughs> definitely you do what you got to do yeah. and um yeah it definitely caused people to be more more creative and but but nothing beats a, a live concert. That's and right. Being together and getting to see that artist and, you know, and so I'm happy that that's, that's happening. And so, yeah, yeah, Greg's back on the road and getting to do what he loves to do. Yeah. So, so yeah. if you, 
I, I guess you can get a call to, you know, for the, the Gaither deal if, you, mm-hmm. if they're doing a homecoming thing somewhere. Yes. Do you, how, how much notice are they giving you? Well, especially now. I mean, it's yeah, crazy. But when Bill went back to touring, um, I had a conversation with him and told him what was going on. And um, of course, he and Gloria are huge um, advocates for education. And he said, sweetie, I support you 100%. He said, do the dates that you can do. Okay. And so it's worked out to where Reggie Smith, who mm-hmm. is one of the uh, vocal band members, yep. his wife, Lady Love, who yeah. is a wonderful singer. Yes, she is. Yeah. Um, she has been singing, uh, touring, and doing what I was doing. Okay. She's doing uh, opening up and doing that kind of thing. So that's been great. And then I go and I do the dates I can do, and, and she goes as well. And we do some, some songs together with another member of the vocal band. Sure. We do some trio stuff. So it, that's kind of fun. And then some of the bigger events, the homecoming events, those are booked well in advance. Yeah. And because so that's far, a lot of planning for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so far, I haven't had any conflicts with those. So that's Good. been great. Good. I've been able to do all of those. So, yeah. so yeah, it's been great. Well, just keep keep doing it. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've been talking with Charlotte Ritchie, and she's, in my book, one of the all-time greatest uh, vocalists. Would you consider yourself a soprano? Is that what they are? That's what they tell me. I have a pretty wide range. Mm-hmm. I have a low register, which a lot of people don't know. They don't they don't hear that, that side of my range because... Mm-hmm. They only hear the high end because when I was introduced to, to music, I was hired as a soprano. Okay. So that's what people <laughs> usually associate me with as a soprano, but I do have a lower register as well. So I can sing pretty low. Well, it, you sing whatever you whatever you want because it's all good. Thank you. So, well, again, Thank thanks for thanks for popping in here with me. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to cherish this for all time. Thank I can you. tell you that. So. Thank you for having me. It's been, Absolutely. been a pleasure. Well, we're going to end this segment. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. All right, welcome back to the Sunday morning to Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon. Uh, I've brought a guest in to the studio, and I got to tell you, folks, when you hear this story and about what we're about to tell you, you're going to be amazed. This is an incredible book. I want to introduce you right off the, the bat to Tina Lee. Tina is, of course, no stranger to Hendersonville. She's been around here for quite some time. So, Tina, welcome to the show, and it's Thank an you. honor to have you because let me tell you, when I read this book, I could not stop reading it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, it's amazing. The history. uh, Well, you tell it. Well, what would you like to, the history of the how the book came about? Let's or? start, okay, well, first of all, the book is called Southern Music Icons of Hendersonville, Tennessee, because there's another Hendersonville somewhere else, right. but this is Tennessee version. This is where it all happens right here, and this is an, an iconic look at all the, the musical icons that have been here in Sumner County and still reside here in Sumner County. Right, we tried to include as many people as we could. I know we've, some have been left out, and maybe that would be another volume, but but we just we try to include as many people as we could and it, it's quite impressive I, I think people would be kind of surprised when they find out who has lived here and who lives here now mm-hmm. the list just kept going and every page I go wait a minute what they lived here and they lived here <laughs> and you know this silly little lake out here kind of draws the people for some reason <laughs> right 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 since the 1950s 
Yeah. Since they like put it in. Now, uh, Mayor Jamie Clary wrote a book on the history of Hendersonville, but this, let me tell you, this of course is what I'm interested in. I mean, I love history to know like where our city came from and the things that had happened. But when it comes to, obviously because of my profession here, I love reading this and the stories on, on how this happened and how these people came to be here and the things that they've done for the city, like Conway and uh, Endless Folks, but it, it's tremendous. And I, I, I just applaud you for doing it because what a task. It was. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I did have a co-writer, Jennifer Bruce. Um, we worked on it together. We we re- researched together. We um, we both went to the the Hendersonville Public Library has the archives from the Hendersonville Star News that go back to the 1950s, and we poured through um, all those books. We wanted to, to it, the book to be well documented. Um, we did speak with some people as well and get some personal interviews. A lot of those, um, but we wanted we really wanted to put the research and get the news reports of the day and get to the bottom of some of these stories. Yeah, and some of them, you know, like the the, the cash, you know, of course that with Walk the Line, there was a lot of the history of, of, of that, but just how all that even came about, the the popularity of Caudill Drive, and but you, you even go back even farther than that. I mean, it's, again, I'm sitting here astonished. <laughs> going, right, we, we go back to Roy Acuff, Kitty Wells, and Johnny Wright, Ferlin Husky. Part of the reason we wanted to do this was to maybe stir an interest in some of the older people who really were the foundation for the mu- the country music industry. I, mm-hmm. I mean, country music just wouldn't be the same without some of these, many of these people. And we talk about the record producer, Fred Foster. We talk about song the songwriters, Bryant. Country music just would not be the same without these people. No. And they yeah. all lived here. That's And walked on the same streets. Of course, the streets were a little different back then. In fact, the streets was not, <laughs> not even here really. back then. Some of them weren't different. Some of them haven't been paved since. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different Boma story. But Now, I will say, the mayor had told me that he's um, really pushing this next time to have him put more money towards roads, because that's right, always yeah, been, no. you know, for years, that's kind of been his thing. Yeah, he's right. still trying to convince him, so yeah. good luck, Mayor. <laughs> what gave you the idea to get this started? Because I know sitting down and trying to put all this, just organizing it and saying, how are you going to lay this out? Has And you say here, it's torture sometimes to right. think about writing this monster. Right. Well, I've had the idea for several years, just because I've interviewed a lot of these people, and I've heard a lot of these stories, and I thought putting them all together in one place would be great but Mm -hmm. um just seemed like kind of a big task for me so i just never really tried to do it but how this came about was jennifer bruce had gotten the markers for the cash property and the roy orbison land and she convinced the state to put state markers there and so and i interviewed her about you know what the importance of the land and why she decided to do this and so I, i enjoyed the interview and we were walking along the property and she's like I mean really like somebody needs to write a book about this and I was like really like they do and I said you have no idea this property here is just a piece of the whole city's history so you know we went our separate ways and then she emailed me a few weeks later and she's like would you want to collaborate on a book together and I said you know yeah sure and I thought that's not gonna happen I don't have time for that (laughs) Um, and that's just like where would you even begin 
And um, then a few weeks later, she said, I have a I have a publisher who's interested. I think we have a contract. And she said, yeah, I sent a proposal in and she had she had laid it all out, like the history of Caldwell Drive and, you know, a chapter with the older people. And she'd kind of laid it all out. And that was the, so we were off to a start with that. And so I really credit her for, you know, getting the ball rolling and because I don't think I ever would have <laughs> tackled <laughs> well, it. <laughs> well, I mean, just the, just the research uh, on this book and you put here in the back, I mean, all the sources, I guess, and the bibliography of, of all of this content is just mind-blowing you know the even websites and blogs right. and but the and the interviewing i mean too i mean you're used to interviewing people so that that's probably a, a no-brainer for you but you know just taking all of this and getting some organization into it so it has right. the flow but I, I will tell you it's an easy read Good. and it keeps Good. you engaged because you go Good. to the next chapter and you go wait a minute Okay, now I got to keep going. <laughs> but even some of the things in here that uh, I, you know, like Leon Russell, I had no idea Leon Russell. Was I didn't like, either. I, di- I, I didn't either. Yeah, and Leon was like, he was an icon, you know what I mean? It was just right. a very recognizable kind of guy. <laughs> it's just like, well, there's, so I did learn a lot. I did want to know, where was the bear trap? Where um, was that located? The bear trap was on Center Point, was on Main Street and Center Point Road is what I was told. Yeah, that was um, probably. That uh, was before my time, yeah. but that, I think it was near Center Point Barbecue. Okay, so right around that. Like right okay. in that area. The list goes on and on here, and our buddies, the Oaks are definitely included here because they have such a magnificent history here in, in Hendersonville and you know being so supportive and involved in the community of which yes. I think is great and they they yeah. do a great job of that well yes Dwayne Allen is one of my favorite people of all time <laughs> I mean he's just wonderful and I called him up and asked him if he would you know be involved and answer a few questions and he said how how can I help how mm-hmm. sure and so He's always great. I mean, they all are. All of them are. Yeah. When you decide to, to, to write this book, by the way, it's called The Southern Music Icons of Hendersonville, Tennessee, uh, written by Jennifer Bruce and our very own Tina Lee. Uh, there is a forward in here by Mayor Jamie Clary in here, so he's got a part of that. And, of course, he wrote the big historic book on the history of Hendersonville. This I was so glad to see because you would hear of people who lived here, but you never really, it never was confirmed. Well, so-and-so lived here at one time, but it's like, who, who lives here? And, of course, there's still those people living here right now that people don't have an idea. You got these, some icon people and famous folks that are, are called this town home. Right. We had heard so many people lived here. Really, it was the reporter in me that wanted to nail it down. And we really tried to be sensitive to, we didn't want to put people's addresses that still lived here. Sure. We realized that people move here and they want a certain level of privacy and they want to be members of the community. And we definitely wanted to respect that. I really just wanted to know, like maybe pinpoint just the regions of the city. And so we did do a lot and Jennifer particularly a lot of deed searching, so much so that we've given credit in the book to the Register of Deeds because I think we've really um, bothered their office quite a bit. So we, we have that, we have deeds to some of these people. I mean, so we know exactly where, you know, where they lived and we tried to be as specific without, like I said, you know, invading their privacy. Yeah, it, and it was hard nailing some some of it down to, you know, exactly. Well, and you talk in the book about how at back in the in the day, what a tourist destination this was. I mean, you're talking busloads of people and then imagine trying to get those tour buses up uh, Caudill Drive. I don't see how they, how they did it. <laughs> so my, my favorite story in the book, it, one 
of my favorite stories in the book is um, I, I did Melissa Lumen Phillips. She's awesome. She, she's, she's wonderful. So nice. She's really good. Um, we've been really good friends for, for a long time. And, she, and she's one of the ones, for years, I, I just... I wanted something that included included her dad and and all that history of Caldwell Drive, but my one of my favorite stories is that she tells is when she was young. I can see Melissa <laughs> selling CDs, her dad's CDs, <laughs> out of her mailbox on Caldwell Drive to all these tour bu- buses that go by. This little girl like selling CDs, and I think she was selling them at a bargain. Like her dad didn't think she was asking enough money for them or something. But I just I. Think think those are neat stories and just you can see these kids that grew up along there seemed like a storied childhood sure. almost and you have you have a lot of folks that still live here ginger mcclendon that you know engaged with a lot of the, the cash family and had a lot of you know interaction with some of these folks and it's always good that you hear these stories and it's like okay people don't realize they're real people just like we are right you know they they got their their stories we have our stories ours just don't get noticed <laughs> <laughs> not that interesting but Right. But I think it's great that, I mean, the stories that you have in here, it keeps you engaged. I, w- I will say, I mean, a true history of the icons here in the Hendersonville. I was so glad when I knew, you know, Marty and Connie would definitely be in the book because Marty is such a, a great storyteller and he has so many great stories with, with Roy and, yeah. and Johnny and the, the history of just that small section, small <laughs> as it is, uh, of Cottle Drive. And, and But he is a great keeper of history in his brain. He is. He really is. It's just like that the apple orchard you know and not ever selling it i mean that's a great story right you know and he's you know marty he does a lot of this great black and white photography and it's been great for him because he's behind the scenes you get those great candid kind of images of of a lot of folks and his book was incredible i think what i would like people to get out of this is that these are i mean they're well-known people um they're but they're part of our community and they're they're just so many like universal themes in the book like between marty and johnny is friendship yes just this friendship and making a promise to someone and trying your best to keep that promise for generations absolutely promise keeping and friendship and community i mean because really without our community what else what what else do we have sure in a way we're going to take a, a quick break, and when we come back, uh, let's uh, jump into a little Twitty City uh, history. There's just so much to talk about. So we'll start off talking about that and never know where that's going to go. We'll do that right after this. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. All right, we're back with uh, Sumner County Spotlight. We're continuing our conversation with the author of, one of the authors of Southern Music Icons of Hendersonville, Tennessee. We've got Tina Lee here in the studio, and of course her compadre Jennifer Bruce, uh, also a contributing author here. And I got to tell you, I mean, it's amazing, the content here and the, the extent that you've you know, got this in here. I mean, it's, it's just a, it's a great read. I keep saying that because it really is. But we've had a lot of uh, celebrities here, and you know, you have your Johnny Cashes and things like that. I guess probably the the most notable, and of course, next is Conway. Right. And Conway had the Twitty City there for a while, and I think all of this really helped bring tourism here to Hendersonville. Right. I think it did for sure. 
And I think, you know, that's kind of subsided over the years. Of course, you do get a lot of people from, I mean, all over the world that come to Memorial Gardens to watch, you know, June, uh, Johnny and June's gravesite and Mother Maybell and Hoover and uh, tons of other people that are laying to rest right here in our city. I, actually, I remember when I was in college, I had a friend and, she, and that was, this was in the 80s, I guess the late 80s. And I had a friend who was a musician and I lived in Richmond, Virginia. I didn't re- really listen to country music that much. But she told me she went on a trip and she went to Hendersonville, Tennessee and went to Twitty City. And I was like, what? What's that? Like, what? And she's like, oh, it's the it's the home of Conway Twitty. And, he, you know, she just talked about how wonderful it was. And it's just one of those things you look back on and you're like, wow. And then I ended up there and she she was right. And the, the pull that it had from all over the world that just drew people from all over. It's just yeah, amazing right. to think about that. Yeah, and and you know, come to find out, I guess across the street from Twitty City, you had the Cash House, which most people don't even know what that is, and that was his museum and offices, I guess at one, at some point. Right. Yes, it was. Yeah. And of course, now they have the Johnny Cash Museum downtown, but right, th- that's the Cash House here is no longer that. It's mostly just offices. Is that correct? Right. Danny Hale, developer, bought it several years ago. Okay. And it had the Amqui Station there, and he donated that to to the city of Madison. And and I actually went and visited. That's it's a neat facility in Madison. Not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Melissa Lumen Phillips. She would tell me that her school, that their school bus would drop them off right in front of House of Cash, and she'd run in, and Johnny Cash's mom would be sitting in there greeting people who really? would come in. Just seems like they were very accessible. Of course, Hendersonville was a much smaller place then. Mm-hmm. She would work the front desk or the I guess gift shop maybe and um, his sister would also kind of manage the operation sounds like he could be seen roaming about as well yeah that'd be crazy of course I don't know if Kroger was around back then but you walk around oh there's Johnny and June shopping Mm -hmm. and buying some uh, dog food or something (laughs) right right (laughs) well I mean I heard stories uh, you know when Kelly Clarkson lived here I mean she would come into Carabas all the time for to go but you probably wouldn't recognize her I mean if she's not all dolled up you you know wear a hat and sweats probably wouldn't you know think about it but yeah, yeah. that could be happening <laughs> <laughs> but you know the amount of, of people that have chose to call this area home is fascinating it's like you you see franklin and forest hills and you know those areas down there but i think there's there's a there's a calling up here that people just just love and, and the lake has a lot to do with that as well and i think a lot of it too is that they can go out and not people not think anything of it that's right yeah I mean, or you know, you can sit in church and you can look over and see somebody, and you're just worshiping together. You're, <laughs> you're right. it's a member of your community, and it's your neighbor, and just people don't think as much about it. That's what I. That's what I think. But I think they just want you know be regular people. They're not going to be hounded by the paparazzi, and you know have tons of people wanting autographs and things like that. They can be themselves and just lead a, a normal life. And I think that's really what it was. I mean, you know, we were in Carabas one time, and you know, Ricky Skaggs was there with his wife, and you know, said, hey, Ricky, how's it going? It's like they don't have to be bothered with that you know right. so i think it's cool now and marty stewart and, and connie smith i mean legendary icons for sure for sure uh the stories that that he has told you and i think it's the the one about the land i mean how that bond that he had you know with johnny and all the tragedy that has happened up on that up on that hill it's like wow are you kidding me and that's all covered in the book you know with the fire and everything and the history right. that happened that and of course with roy's uh, problems you know with the kids starting the fire and it just it's just like wow 
right. can't catch a break. <laughs> and and Chris Golden was nice enough to give us his reflections yeah. on that time too. He yeah. was, as a young boy, yeah, a lot of history there. Yeah, and I, I just, I mean, I love it. And so, how would someone get a hold of this book if they they wanted to order it? So the book is it's available um, on Amazon.com, Walmart.com, okay. Target. It's it's online, and then it it will be for pre-sale until January 31st, and okay. it'll be released on the 31st, and then it will be in local bookstores. I'm just not sure, or local stores, hopefully. I'm just not sure which ones yet. Okay. Um, I know it will be at Barnes & Noble. That's that's going to be awesome, and it's called The Southern Music Icons of Hendersonville, Tennessee, and I love all of the content in here, and I think you're, you're really going to put this in your library. This would be a a great conversation piece to put on the coffee table and just look back on it and people are going to ask you they say well you had all these celebrities live here uh, who, who do they talk about and you can just open this book up and it's right here and you can even tell stories about you know the stories that you indicate in here I mean it's uh, uh, incredible with all of the content that we have here I can almost see a volume two coming and we talked about that the history just keeps continuing here it doesn't stop <laughs> you know with all the older folks you know you still got your you know TG's and Kelly's that that, that are, are prominent here in the Hendersonville the Oak Ridge Boys still continue, uh, which amazes me how those guys can keep oh, up I the know. energy to tour like they are. I know. Uh, you know, I had William Lee in here, and I'm telling you, he his memory is like a vault. I mean, the stuff he can tell is like, whoa. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and we have a lot of a lot of younger people coming up. Yeah. Um, or, or that not coming up that are really well known, like Josh Miranda mm-hmm. and Ryman. He's a he's a local talent uh-huh. for sure. There's there's a lot of them. I've heard Dustin Lynch lives here. I heard that too. Yes. Um, yeah, I did hear that, and that he got a place out on the lake. But that's uh, what I've heard. Have not but confirmed like I that. Said we like to we want them to stay here, so we want to give them their privacy. So I think it would be great, and see if you can make this happen, if we can get. Uh, urban and Nicole to build their house down here in the lake. That would that would be kind of sweet. <laughs> it I might don't be fun. Know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I never know what's going to happen. But you know, with all the families, I mean, a, a lot of the the history, the families like the Twitties, you know, with, with Conway's family, they you know, are still around here today, and yes, they're they you are, know yeah. still involved. They're wonderful and, people, right? Still act very active members in the community, and just great down to earth people. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that that draws people here. It's they're just down to earth people here. Well, an, another chapter that would have to go into the next book is, of course, the inception and the building of Music City Studios. I mean, that's going to be right. that's going to be a game changer. And right. you know, I've already told the mayor. I said, get ready. West Main Street is not going to look like that very much longer because it can't because of the the amount of popularity and the the traffic that it's going to bring there. And of course, the the representation of Hendersonville uh, because people that's what they're going to see. You know, and it's what a great venture they're doing. 850 jobs that they're going to have people doing and all supporting the music and recording industry. It's, it's just a, a fabulous thing. And I hope, you know, that is going to proceed because they're they're talking about, you know, having this thing up and running pretty quickly. Right. We'll see how that goes. Yes, yeah. indeed. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, great things that are continuing to, to happen here in, in Hendersonville and, and people in the music business, the now the movie business from doing commercials to doing movies, to doing tour rehearsing. All of that's going to be going on right here in the little town of Hendersonville, Tennessee. So what do you what do you have coming up next? Got any projects you're thinking about doing? I don't. I'm, so I'm taking a break. Continuing <laughs> to, 
Well, I mean, I, I still have my reporter gig, and so I'm just continuing to just cover what happens in Hendersonville. Like yeah. you said, there's there's a lot happening. Yeah. Um, so, but this was an opportunity to, to really kind of dig into some featurey type things rather than the the hard news stuff that sure. I have to do for yeah. a living kind of thing. <laughs> and report on BOMA. Uh, <laughs> so you're over at the Hendersonville Standard. Yes. So if somebody had a question, would they be able to reach you there? Would that be the best way? Or? Um, the best way to reach me is by email. And I, that's okay. my work email address. Okay, what is that? Um, T-L-E-E at MainStreetMediaTN.com. Okay, that's nice and easy. And Any questions, news tips, anything? Love the tips. <laughs> Love the tips. <laughs> you know, with a book like this, it, I think it's going to really help because, I mean, who knows what happens with this, how it takes off, and you might have, have to retire after this. We just wanted to, to write something that showcases our community. We wanted to, to write something that brings people together. I think everybody knows music brings people together in some way. We just wanted the world to know how great our community is. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it definitely is. And I think everybody that comes here, and I understand, I mean, way back then, of course, Hendersonville was different. But uh, when, when people do come to Hendersonville, they just kind of feel at home here. I mean, it just has that that kind of feeling. It's not too big. Of course, we complain about traffic, but that's nothing compared, you know, going downtown. Right. <laughs> you right. know, we complain about it, but still, it's, it's still not as bad as it could be. Exactly. I think the traffic in Gallatin is worse than ours, to be mm-hmm. honest. Sorry, Paige Brown. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, and we've got, you know, great people in this community that really care a lot about it. And, you know, the fascinating thing is there are a lot of folks, Burkett Nelson, I can listen to him for days. Oh, yeah. Judge Oliver. Yeah. For days, I can listen to the history that they have. Yeah. And and Burkett, I know you mentioned both of them in the book that how involved. Yeah, I spoke with both of them. They were both kind enough to to speak with me and. It's yeah. like, how do you, I can't remember yesterday, <laughs> you know, what did I do? And these guys can remember stuff that, you know, in 1965 in the month of, it's like, what? <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's great to have that kind of context where you can have that resource and just sit and listen to, to these people over and over again, tell the history of what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lewis Oliver um, meeting Dolly Parton was also one of my favorite little nuggets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a 20 year old Dolly Parton, if you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, and Dolly has just been such an integral part of history for country music, you know, as it is. And in my radio days over in Knoxville, of course, she grew up in just a little outside of Knoxville in Sevier County. And, you know, all that history is coming across, you know, and, She's just such a great person. In fact, I'm going to get her on my show. You should. She's an <laughs> Can you make icon. that happen? Yeah. She's an icon. <laughs> well, listen, I think it's great that what you've done here, I think this book is going to be in the archives for the Hendersville. This is going to go down in history. I can tell you that. It's going to be around. It's going to be looked back on. Hey, maybe we'll even start teaching a course in Hendersonville history. <laughs> yeah, we can have Mr. Cotter get on that, make it happen. But folks, you got to get this book, Southern Music Icons of Hendersonville, Tennessee. You can just Google that name, put it out there, and it's, it should pop up. Jennifer Bruce and Tina Lee. So Tina is T-E-N-A. 
L E E. So you. just do a search for that. That's going to pop up. It's it's on Facebook too, so you can you can see that. You got to run out and and get this for the amount of history that is in here. You just got to have it. It's got to be a part of your family forever, and especially if you've been in Hendersonville for a number of years, you definitely want to get this book. So you you have to jump out and get it. Be a pretty woman. Go get one for your husband. <laughs> that was corny, wasn't it? <laughs> But Tina, th- thanks for taking your time. Oh, thank you. I know you've got to go you. out and do some hard reporting right now. So uh, yeah. thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate Absolutely. It. So again, we've been talking with Tina Lee, and the book is Southern Music Icons of Hendersonville, Tennessee, right here on Sumner County Spotlight. So thanks for joining us uh, on this week. Check us next Sunday at 10 right here for more of Sumner County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon saying so long. Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by F&M Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinancing your home, F&M Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.